this is Felice, your host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome our listeners back for part two with Brent and Debbie Steele. Brent and Debbie had two kids, Daniel and Myrna. Both Daniel and Myrna were born with the chronic blood disorder known as sickle cell disease. Both Daniel and Myrna lost their lives due to the complications with this disease. So sit back and relax and enjoy as Brent and Debbie continue to share their journey. This is Denise. May I have Britt and Debbie share with you what it was like holding each other together? Because most couples divorce yes. in situations like this and for how long they've been married. Mm. Oh, well, we'll be married 48 years this year. Wow. And Congratulations. And wow. Thank you. Awesome. And um, Britt and I started off very young. And... Again, we don't like to be told no, it won't work. Well, we showed you. That's where the kids got it from. And for me, yeah. it was, he has always been my rock. And when we lost Daniel, it was truly unexpected. I mean, I mean, it came out of the blue. Daniel was expected to come home from the hospital. He never walked out of out of that room. And it was the worst feeling because I was there by myself. And I had to call Brent, and I couldn't even tell him what was going on, that Daniel was coding in the room, and, and I couldn't get there. I don't know where he came from, but he got there so quick. And um, he has always been my rock when it comes to these kids and anything that goes wrong, he's always been there for me trying to find the good thing, telling me the good thing. And that is, that's how I lean on him. And I hope he leans on me that way because I don't know, we've just been together for so long. I don't know what we would do without each other. Understand. Can I add another point? Um, Daniel was born early. Um, seven months, and he weighed two pounds and 14 ounces. And we were told that uh, he might not make it, of course, and they rushed him to a, uh, from our little town in Michigan to Bronson Hospital in Kalamazoo, where I think it was, what, two months or so that it was touch and go. He was in an incubator and, and a little bitty thing at two pounds, 14 ounces in that year of 1973. It was tough, but he survived. And that was the first, I think, test of our relationship. And through that, we didn't have anybody else. Uh, you know, we have family members, but at that age, you, you really kind of close the gates and just huddle up on your own. And the best thing that happened for us is moving down here away from family where we had to make it on our own. And when our kids were having their, their crisis sees, it really drove us to, to pay attention to our kids. Our kids were everything about us. We really enjoyed them. And to see them going through this, and then when Daniel passed, it just closed in on us, and we just hung on to each other. And that's all it was to 
Um, do you mind if I ask how old was Daniel when he passed and what were the circumstances? He was 21 years old, nine days from his 22nd birthday. He had a sinus infection is what he called it. He was uh, in college, staying in, um, up in North Georgia. And I always made him call home. I needed to know when he got there, and I needed to know when he was coming, headed back home. He always, he always came home on the weekend. And um, when, he, when he got home, he came home early. He was all congested, and he just didn't feel good. And he begged and begged and begged, and he promised he'd go to the doctor when he got up there, back to school, so we let him go. When he came home, he just wasn't himself. And um, this <laughs> we I know that's why I hated to ask the question. Well, and, and I appreciate it, but we operate in our own business. We do a heating and air conditioning refrigeration business, and my son was going to school for heating and air conditioning refrigeration, and because he'd been around it, school was easy for him, and so he'd come home and work with me on weekends, and we mm-hmm. had been up at a gentleman, and he doesn't feel well, so he came home. And we put him in the hospital uh, where on a Saturday night, and he passed on that Wednesday. And he ha- it was that he had a brain aneurysm. Um, his temperature went up to 107, and everything just shut down on him at once. My son, he weighed if he'd have looked at him, he was six foot two, skinny as a rail, but he could eat you out of house and home. And that <laughs> that day. He didn't want to eat, and I didn't want to leave him. And he says, no, Mom, you go and have lunch with Dad. I'll eat when you get back, and I'll be fine. I'm just going to take – I'm just going to rest. And on that – on September 13th, which happens to be my sister's birthday, um, that's the day that he passed. And I was in the elevator coming back up to his room. I hear code blue not thinking it's him. I had just talked to him before I got on the elevator, and they a hand reached out and grabbed me, and it was the uh, housekeeper. She would come and watch basketball with my son in the evenings while he was in the hospital, and they would talk basketball. And she said, it's your son. And I, I was just at a loss, but they, it was a brain aneurysm due to complications of sickle cell. Oh, sickle cell. Yeah. He was having trouble for all that week, remember, too, because it is cold and flu that we found out the doctor said that you have to give him lots of uh, antibiotics to fight the flu, but to fight the sickle cell, they had to give him a lot of fluid, and the fluids were washing out the antibiotics. Wow. And Myrna, when, how old was she when she uh, passed? <sighs> Myrna was, she was in her 40s. When she no, 32, 30, 30, 34. 30, yeah. yeah, I think she's 34. I'm sorry. And um, she, <laughs> and her, she didn't have a spleen, and she had what, what, I, what I knew when I saw her, she had the flu. And Matt took her to her doctor. They did not give her Theraflu. They sent her home. They did a blood test because her, her test came back negative, but they wanted to do a blood test. Um. So he sent her, they sent her home, 
and I was upset that they didn't give her anything. I said, their flu won't hurt her, it can, you know, but it would have helped her with the flu. She had no way to fight off what was bothering her. And um, she died December 18th of 2011. We knew that we had to be very aggressive when Myrna was ill because she had already had the other things taken out. And we knew she had to be very aggressive in the hospital that she was in in North Atlanta, didn't have any clue about sickle cell, and, and we wanted her to go to Grady where they knew what had, had to be done, but didn't get the move made. Sorry to hear that, um, but it seems like, you know, back in that day, they used to tell you that your kids wouldn't live that long, because even in 2000, I mean, 1990, they told me that Faith wouldn't live that long, and the life expectancy, depending on how you know, you take care of yourself is, you know, they got a whole lot more technology and stuff going on now to help out. And the things like what Rosemarie does uh, in regards to the American Red Cross and her passion that she has with these blood drives, um, I'm I'm so glad that she's, you know, part of the Faith Thomas family uh, because we do like to try to support her in the American Red Cross as much as we possibly can. So we're going to go around to see if there's any uh, last-minute questions. Tish, what advice would you give to young couples who are experiencing now what you experience? Well, I know the one thing that I tell everybody is, you know, they only give the S test at birth. Ask for a full Um, sickle cell panel to be done on your child because you don't know. You don't know what they have and and what strain that they have. And um, as hard as it is that we don't have them, I would, you know, I wouldn't give my life up with not knowing my children. They were exceptional to me. And don't let that stop you from having a family. just do the, you know, just be there, love them, support them, and carry them through whatever whatever life throws at them because their lives were thrown a, a curveball at every chance. Everything that they wanted to do, they could not do. But they tried it until it hurt them. And then they would go off and do other things. But to just, you know, hang in there and be there. Nowadays they've got tests that we didn't have when we got married. And because of these tests, it's imperative that we get into the testing so they're aware of the situation. And hopefully that can help. But if they don't, the only thing you've got at the end of the day is you've got to love your children and, and <clears throat> you've got to love them beyond any, any measure because we didn't let sickle cell define our kids. Sickle cell was was a was a awful situation, but it was a percentage of the time. The other time was a beautiful relationship, a beautiful travel, and a beautiful life. Sickle cell just happened to take a chaw or a, a bite out of the life and and ended their life. But up in, in, in that life. It was a beautiful pleasure, and you enjoyed those kids. Enjoy and love your kids. 
If you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Sale on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Denise, do you have anything you would like to say to our listeners? I really appreciate my cousins for having the courage and it's it was just like it was time for them to share because they've been so open and so wonderful about wanting everybody to know the first time I called them and shared and told them what I was thinking they taught me more in those minutes that we had that day than you know I've the education I've had on any particular um disease type of situation. So I really appreciate them for sharing, and they want to share. They want everybody to know what this experience was like. They're more than willing to help, and they are a loving couple, and I just love them. And I appreciate the cross. I appreciate Rosemarie for everything that she's gone through to make this happen, and I really appreciate the Faith Foundation for allowing this to be another way for us to reach out and have in uh, have a memory of our cousins, but also a way to help other people. Yeah, it, one more thing, if I can add, it, the, Denise uh-huh. can tell you we're from a strong family, and and I think that uh, because of our bloodline with our family, this is a very important thing that's going on. That, if it if it promotes anybody, if you'd ever come to our family reunion, and I'd love to enter to have any of you come to our family reunion, because it's a strong family, and you would see how and why Denise and our and my cousin Denise is doing what she's doing, and our family would love to have you. Okay, that sounds like an invite. <laughs> we would love to have you. <laughs> okay, so. I don't have any more questions. I just want to just really to thank you both for just coming on and telling us the story of your beautiful children. Um, and I, I'm glad that the um, the Red Cross is just doing this drive in their honor. Um, I commend you guys for the strength for just sharing your story with you guys. So thank you guys for that and helping us just continue to raise awareness of sickle cell. Um, so again, I just really wanted to thank you guys just for coming on the show today. We're going to definitely keep pushing um, to raise awareness for sickle cell, as we like to say, one day at a time. So thank you guys very much for coming on the show. Rosemarie? I want to just um, speak to the listeners right quick. I um, want to thank also the family for sharing their story. Um, and their journey, but I want to speak to the listeners. Those of you who are listening, and if you are able to come out and donate blood, please do. Your one unit can help potentially three lives. So please roll up your sleeves and come out and donate. you got four days, five days to prepare. So take your vitamins, whatever you need to do, eat your meal, make sure you start drinking plenty of water, and the day of the blood drive, 
Make sure that you eat a good breakfast and come out and give the gift of life because there's many children out there that are suffering and have sickle cell disease. And the way to help turn it around is that you and I become blood donors. Thank you so much, family, for sharing your story. And thank you, Faith Thomas Foundation, for all that you do with your partnership with the American Red Cross. Thank you, Les. Well, I have a few things to say to our listeners. Um, I'm so glad that Brent and Debbie came on to our show. It's taken me back down memory lane. And I know it was hard to answer the question in regards to how old they are because I think I shared with them that I still get a like a little hesitation when I have to think about how old faith is and how long it's been. Those are still some hard things for me to do. But I wanted our listeners to know uh, what type of life both Daniel and Marina had lived. Um, Make sure that if you don't know what your status is, make sure that you take the time to talk to your doctor. And Debbie, thank you for mentioning that, not just to get a sickle cell test, but a sickle cell panel. Because there are other alphabets in the suit that can connect with the with sickle cell, the S trait that can cause a form of sickle cell disease. And both of her children had SD. I'm I'm a a C trait also, and didn't know that I was hooking up with my husband who had an S trait, the same as Brent and Debbie, and we had to educate ourselves with that. But I'm. I, I'm so blessed through this conversation that we had with them because I got to hear that they got to experience uh, a full life with not as full as they would have loved to have been, but longer than what the doctors had stated, and they were able to enjoy uh, witnessing their daughter get married, and that they were blessed with two or three grandchildren so that they have something to hold on to, which is tangible. You can actually feel it, see it, smell it. Uh, And when you give that kiss, you know that you're giving a kiss to your son and daughter. I, as a mother who no longer has a daughter, I sometimes say to other adults when um, I might give them a hug, and I say, when you see your daughter, when they let me know that they have a daughter, could you please give her a hug? for all the mothers who are not able to hug their kids anymore. So that to me is so important, just like listening to y'all talk. I just got goosebumps and here's squeezing my hands. Y'all made me cry. That was so good, guys, even though I have some <laughs> editing to do. <laughs> and I think I'll think about leaving some of that stuff in there. <laughs> I mean, crying not. Wait a second, I just said I was trying, so I guess I got to leave it, right? Right. (laughs) 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 I want people to know my soft side. Um, Oh, God, I mean, outside of, you know, it's just listening to you guys. It was just like, um, it was like a videotape that was, you know, that was showing uh, that I felt like I was living it all over again when you said code blue, code blue, and then it a, pre, a pastor coming up to me. I said, uh-uh, get away from me, get away from me. And I wouldn't yeah. let him near me um, 
because that meant something. You know, I've watched TV enough when they say code blue, code blue. So I appreciate both of you coming on. I really do. So does, before we before we go, is there anything anybody like to say? Nah, we covered it all. Okay, great. Make sure that you visit the American Red Cross. Make sure that you visit the Faith Thomas Twitter account and our Facebook page to find out more information. You, you know, I did not add this in because I didn't want to distract from the Sunday's event, but we are open. We have opened the, um, the time for donations and pledges through the end of July so that we can reach all of our family, like I said, all over the world, but that's what our intent is. Now, when you say donation, is that a cash donation? And if so, where can our listeners go to? It's the sleeves up and um, Rosemary, Rosemary, no, I'm saying it wrong. Rosemary? Yes, ma'am. Will you help me with this part of it? Because it's the link that will allow allow us to send it to everyone starting Sunday. The Sleeves Up um, campaign is going to kick off Sunday. After Sunday, it will, uh, the families in prospective cities around the United States will be able to access the Sleeves Up campaign. And on that campaign, you can, you will pledge to donate and you can do uh, donate uh, finances as well. Now you just click on the button and put your information in there because we won't have we have nothing to do with that. Denise nor I, all that goes directly to the fundings of whatever for the Red Cross. But you want to go to www.sleevesup at the Red Cross org. But actually on that sleeves up because we're asking people to pledge the donation, but then go donate the blood somewhere at their prospective sites in their cities. Thank you, Rosemarie. Brent, Debbie, and Denise, we hope that you guys will come back on our show sometime soon. Rosemarie, you know that we'll be talking to you soon. Denise has thrown down the gauntlet that relatives nationwide or worldwide all come together for the Sleeve Up campaign. You log into American Red Cross and pledge, then find your local American Red Cross and donate blood. You have until the end of July. The goal for the, the Stewart family is to donate the most blood under Danielle and Myrna's name. So roll those sleeves up, Stewart family. Happy 120th family reunion. And with that being said, peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is FaithThomasFDN.